gentlemen welcome back to a brand new never before seen fresh out of the package never seen by human eyes episode of the english premiere boys yes i did the full thing usually it's the epl boys but we did english premier league boys because i'm feeling festive jd the turkey is officially digested die hard is on the tv that's right boys and girls it is the holiday season and nothing is better than some holiday football and we're here to talk about it all but before we get into the nitty-gritty of everything that happened jd how did you enjoy our little vacation is has the turkey gone completely down well first of all matthew uh die hard does not go onto the tv until christmas eve that's the only time anybody should ever watch it uh okay we're gonna have i'll let you talk about whatever you want to talk about but we're about to fight on the podcast Okay. Uh, no, it is a Christmas Eve movie and that's it. Maybe the second one too. I usually watch every Christmas Eve. I usually watch the fir- the first one for sure. And sometimes I watch the second one right after. It's a great, great holiday tradition. But um, this past weekend, let's see, Thursday, Wednesday night, I got really drunk with my neighbors. And then Thursday on Thanksgiving, I slept until 3 p.m. because it I could. Um, I ate dinner JD, at 4 JD's, o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> What? Living the American dream. Yeah. You're just living the American dream. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then I just hung out Thursday night. I was really full and tired. And um, yeah, Friday I had to work a half day. But afterwards, uh, a friend and I went to the mall to do some Black Friday shopping, see all the crazies. Uh, I, I only saw a couple crazies. It wasn't as bad as I expected, but I got some holiday shopping done. Saturday, watched all the games um oh and i started watching my hero academia i'm an anime weeb now so um it's a great show i i thoroughly enjoyed it so far i watched the entire first season in one day it was fun and then sunday watched the philadelphia union win again in or well in extra time in a penalty shootout andre blake fucking brick wall for philadelphia union i don't know they might win it matt how 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 pissed are you gonna be as a red bull supporter i know we're your biggest fucking rival i'll be like i think the thing i'd be more annoyed well first of all i'd like to make it very very clear (laughs) i like to see my friends happy so if jd happens to win a title (laughs) if jd happens to win a title i'm gonna suck up the fact that the team from philadelphia decided to win um but i'm gonna be happy for jd i'm gonna be a good friend every single second the you know the union do good things i think to myself like the situation does make me unhappy, but on a counterpoint, JD is happy, therefore I'm happy, therefore my feelings, uh, they neutral, like, it's kind of like an offsetting penalty in football, like, it's it was pass interference, but there's also holding, so the, they, they offset, we're just gonna do the whole play over again, but we're gonna get back to this diehard conversation. The second turkey is digested in my stomach. I want to see Hans Gruber fall off of Nakatomi Plaza because it is not the holiday season until I have some terrorists trying to break the safe. But John McClane's not going to let it happen, boys and girls. Matt, you know what's funny? Yesterday, I was literally wearing my t-shirt that has a picture of of fucking Alan Rickman falling off Nakatomi Plaza that says it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. I didn't go out in yes. it. it. It's true, but I, I have to wear that. I wear that shirt throughout the yeah. year, but especially on Christmas Eve when I'm watching the goddamn movie. The only time it should be watched. Uh, no, I, and I'm not and I'm not disagreeing with you that you should watch it on Christmas Eve. I'm just saying for me personally, in my household, my holiday season officially does not start until the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Well, is on well maybe i I think i I feel the same way because my holiday season doesn't start until christmas eve and it ends on at the end of christmas day oh your holiday shopping must be fun i hate holiday shopping (laughs) oh dude so dude i'm telling you right now god bless the internet well first of all two things definitely god bless the internet because we wouldn't be here without the internet that's number one but two god bless the internet and god 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, uh, Steve Jobs. Um, what? Dude, I said Al Gore. I, I just, yeah, and I said Steve Jobs. I actually think Steve Jobs is actually one of us the is wrong here. We're all here. I think we're both wrong, but yet at the same time, I think we're both right. Um, yeah, the fact that I don't have to leave my house and can get the same deals online, man, I'm telling you right now, I might never go outside ever again. But boys and girls, we can sit here and talk all we want about how basically the world is a beautiful thing and the holiday season is now in basically full swing, especially if you look at my house, it's damn near Hallmark movie fucking exploded in my living room. Um, let's get into some of the nitty gritty boys and girls. This episode will be dropping on a Tuesday and on Monday, the day we are recording the, uh, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. Oh God. <coughs> the Balloon Dia. Yes, the uh, the Player of the Year French Trophy was handed out today to, yes, you've already heard, Lionel Messi. I officially am denouncing this award. This award means nothing to me anymore. I don't care. I don't want to hear about the races. I don't want to hear about the comparison. I don't want to be here about the players who have it and the players who don't. This award not going to Robert Lewandowski officially tells me that this award means nothing. It's a popularity contest, in my opinion. That's it. That's it. Who was more popular this year? Which is basically how every single MLS award is given out every year. It's basically on a popularity scale alone. Not an actual talent scale, which actually brings up how Andre Blake is the best goalie in the league. But I'm not going to jump into that conversation. But yes, the Balloon Dior is just a popularity contest, and that's it. Who was more? Who was the most popular player? It's not who the best player was, because if you were going to give it to the best player of the year this year, you were going to give it to Robert Lewandowski. Oh, and Messi in his acceptance speech, like giving Lewandowski credit, yeah, in one ear out the other. I don't need your bullshit. Sorry, hand him the trophy. If it does, if you think Robert Lewandowski deserves it, hand him the trophy. So, JD, I don't know if you have anything you want to add on to this. No, I, I agree with everything you said. I think there's a conspiracy. I think there's a reason Lionel Messi moved to Paris. Oh, oh! I didn't even put that together. The sneaky, sneaky Ooh. French. Ooh, are we denouncing the entire nation of France? Are we denouncing? I, them? I think I, I think we are. I mean, I spent a lot of time there um, in in past years, and I think I might have to just denounce the entire country. Oh, oh, oh! So um, JC is big mad right now. I'm telling you right now, I, I expect on our merch tab on our website, it's going to literally just have the EPL Boys verse France. <laughs> and that shirt, that shirt is going to sell like hot croissants on a nice French afternoon. I don't know what the French Hot croissants. <laughs> hot croissant, croissants on your... They got to uh, do the W, the croissant. Yeah. All right, well, I, if you came to the EPL Boys podcast to hear me pronounce things correctly, you came to the wrong place. But um, how it broke down, or at least how I have found it on the internet, is Messi finished one, Lewandowski two, Jorginho three. Hi, once again, this You're award wrong. means nothing yeah. if Jorginho finished third. Kareem Benzema finished fourth. Hold on, how did... Like, you, you look at a list and you just see him pop up and you go, how did you get there? And Golo Kante, five. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, six. I still think that's even high for Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo. Mo Salah, Mo Salah being seven. I think Mo Salah should have been in the top four or three easily. Kevin De Bruyne at eight. Kevin De Bruyne should have been in the top five. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe at nine. I think that's fair. Uh, shout out to uh, Luigi Donnarama. Being a goalie <laughs> and finishing in the top. The backup goalkeeper? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> He had a good year. He had a very good year from the goaltending. He doesn't position. start not his, for his club well, team. I don't care if he. I don't fucking right. care right. if he won an international right. tournament. Uh, I'm telling you right now, if you are paying me the salary that PSG are paying him, congratulations. You can put me wherever the hell I'm, you no, look, want. No, look, look. I'm saying, for from an award standpoint, if you're gonna give the Ballon d'Or to Messi to Lionel Messi because he won the Copa America you cannot give uh John Luigi um Donnarumma 10th because he won a fucking international tournament because he doesn't goddamn start for his club it's ridiculous oh that's that's a very good point so JD and I are officially declaring war on France um and compared to France's France's track record we are gonna do just fine JD yeah we're gonna do okay. yeah we, we might even have to help yeah. them 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's almost like, do you want to? Like, if if we if we take them over, they're just gonna ask for our help. And honestly, yeah, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot of responsibility. But we're gonna we're gonna move on, boys and girls, uh, to branch out of the country of France. We are gonna now travel all over Europe. Um, last week. As we were recording, some of the, you know, games were still finishing up or breaking down, so we didn't have an opportunity to talk about Champions League. So Champions League is starting to completely set itself for the knockout stages going forward um, with everyone going into their final game day. I'm going to quickly go down and just kind of give you a brush up on where the English Premier League teams are. So Man City have clinched their spot. They have finished first in their group, and with one game left, they are secure. You have Liverpool, who are in, I think at this point, still one of the, uh, yeah, no, them and Ajax. Um, undefeated. Are one of the only, or, are the only teams that are completely undefeated, have not lost, or, like, they haven't even drawn a game. They've literally just won been all perfect, their games. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I was seeing some things though. Some fans were not happy that more kids didn't get time in their that that last game. But that Tiago finish was yeah. oh, chef's kiss, bro. Um, yep, going through Manchester United got a massive, massive result against Villarreal to take them into the top spot in their division. They will finish first on a tiebreaker. So even if they lose on the final day and Villarreal win. Manchester United will win because they own the tiebreaker, so therefore United will be finishing hey, first. Goal in difference. Their group. Goal difference. Uh no, goal difference is the second one if it was an even split since United won and draw their games oh, against Villarreal. I didn't know they they did automatically that. get yeah. I thought it was just goal difference. Uh, and then and then Chelsea. Chelsea are in a unique position because it is a two team race with them and Juventus. It's kind of weird. They both have 12 points going into the final game day, but I think Chelsea owns the tiebreaker if they were level on points on the final day because I believe Chelsea have, have have the better results over Juventus going forward. You can't quote me on that, but um, yeah, give me one. I mean, it, we're Premier League podcast. We, we, yeah, we're, we're not meant yeah. to do the research on these games. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with all of you. We are doing this just to kind of make myself feel a little bit better that like, oh, hey, we're still, you know, we're still doing stuff. But uh, to quickly go through really quick, uh, Leicester are currently on top of their group in the uh, Europa League going into the final day. But they are only one point. So they're not safe because they have eight points and two teams below them have seven going into the final game day. This is going to be extremely interesting because if Leicester somehow lose and both of those teams pull results, Leicester could go from first in their group to not qualifying at all, which is, I don't know, I think that's kind of funny. But, um, and then going into it, not mistaken, of course, West Ham United already have clinched the top spot in their group. Good job, Hammers. You guys are doing something that, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know you could do up to this point, which is both compete in the league and your and the European competition, um, ooh, and then ooh, what happened J to Spurs? J what happened to Spurs? Oh, oh, JD, I was gonna save the absolute best for last. After a two-one loss this week to a team that was founded like twenty years ago, Spurs are currently tied for second in their group. So Spurs need a result on the final game day. If Spurs do not get a result on the final game day and Vietes, which I think is an Italian's guide, if they get any result and Tottenham drop points, Tottenham might be knocked out of the Europa League conference and... Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if it's funny anymore. I really don't know if it's funny anymore. Having a team as loaded as Tottenham do going into a conference with or a league where they should just run it and they might not even qualify. Like, that's a big gonna be a massive yikes from me, dog. That's 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 scary. JD, after hearing everything, are you surprised? Are you shocked about any of the the information I've given you today? And oh, oh my god, it's it's I'm just glad because if you look at it. As it sits this exact second right now, every single England team, all seven of them, are looking to advance to the next round. Yeah, um, I mean, 
as far as Tottenham goes, I'm not surprised at all at anything they do anymore. I the, the best part was Conte saying something like, "Oh, I now see that we are not very good," or something like something like that. We're in a we're in a bad place. It's like really took you this long. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, yeah, he said something along the lines of, now I can see that this will take years. And I'm sitting here going, did you really think you were just going to drop into the Premier League and just, oh, I'm going to flick a switch, man. We're going to just get this done. Good luck, fam. Good luck. Yeah, no, but I am excited to see, mo- like, yeah, pretty much all, yeah, except for Tottenham, maybe. I mean, I guess it, technically they are about to qualify, but every other team yeah. doing well, kicking ass in, in, in Europe. Yeah. You love to see it. I ele- like I, I mean, from this point, the only two teams we really have to worry about are Leicester and Tottenham. So if Leicester and Tottenham can do the business and do what they have to do, we could see all seven teams from the English Premier League advance to the knockout stages of their European competition. And I'm not sitting here again, tooting my own horn, or talking about anything along those lines, but it kind of does prove that even in Europe, the teams from England get the job done. Well, it helps, Guys, it helps when no- you have more teams from your league competing in Europe. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, again, that also comes down to a financial thing, and there's more money in England than there is anywhere else in the world, which who the hell gave the English all this money? Um, well, it's half of them are American owners. Um, but to go on, we are going to talk about Manchester United have officially appointed a new interim manager for the rest of this season, and the interesting thing is, is it's only a six-month contract, but a two-year contract added to that for a consultation position. So basically, this gentleman is going to be in charge of players brought in, coaches brought in, and systems in place for the team to succeed. Ralph Ragnick, which, by the way, if you've been reading articles, if you've seen videos... This is the man who's slowly put together empires. As a coach, has not won a ton, but is absolutely renowned from almost every good coach around the world. Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp. All these other coaches are coming out and saying that it is not good that this guy is in the league because he knows what to do tactically. He knows a game plan. This guy... I, some say are one of the creators of rock and roll football. And honestly, I think this is probably... Uh, JD, and you can stop me at any point when I'm talking. I think this might be one of the smartest decisions Manchester United have done in a very long time. Hey, Ragnick figured out how to do it. Jurgen Klopp figured out how to win with it, so... I'm just excited. I'm just excited because not only is this guy going to be able to actually put a game plan together, which is something United haven't had as a coaching, like from a coaching position since Josie, but Josie's game plan was all wrong. I'm, I'm interesting to see what will happen. I'm really, really interested to see what happens with. Just remember, go ahead. Just remember. He's still taking this squad of great players that can't always play together. Uh, it's no one says that like no one says that this is going to be oh this will be the turning point where they win a title they're not doing that honestly i think at this point if this guy can come in maybe win a trophy in a domestic competition and get us top four that would be probably i mean that would be This team is still in Champions League. And I'm not sitting here thinking in my mind that Manchester United are going to make some magical run in Champions League. But if we can get to a position where, like, hey, there's at least good things going forward, I'm more excited about the people that this guy brings in. If you you look at this track record on guys he's brought in for no money whatsoever, Erling Holland, Sadio Mane... And the list goes on and on. This guy has brought people into the Red Bull system back when he was the coach and coordinator for the Red Bull uh, Leipzig and Salzburg and all these other teams. He has brought in gems for pennies. I mean, actual physical pennies. I'm excited to see what he can do from not only as a coaching position, but as a coordinator position. Someone who's in the front office, in the ear of the Glazers, telling them, hey, do this, don't do that. Because United have not had someone in that position since huh, 
the early 2000s. Like, I honestly, it's been a while. So, for Manchester United point of view, I think this is a wonderful, wonderful bit of information coming through the um coming through the timelines. And like I said, this might be one of the first things Manchester United has done, like, actually smart in God, JD. It has to be forever. It has to be forever. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good point. When, when you have rival managers that know the guy well saying, like, this isn't good for us, that says, that says something. I mean, granted, it's, it's, it, the, it's the two German managers that matter. Yeah. But still... <laughs> When it's the two very successful yeah. Premier League, Premier League winning and both Champions League winning managers saying good things. Like honestly, when Jurgen Klopp du- said didn't win that the line, League, what are you talking about? No, I, I I meant I meant Klopp the Premier League, but okay. they both yeah. won Champions Leagues. Um, I didn't know how to say it properly without completely going into full detail, even though I did it anyway. Um, but the, when Jurgen Klopp said that this isn't good for the rest of the Premier League, I I literally thought to myself, I was like. Oh, oh! I sh- I should be excited about this. This is something I should be like pumped about. Okay, okay. Thumbs up, everyone. We're doing a good thing here. It's about fucking time we did one good fucking thing. I mean, you said the same um, thing when you gave Ole that fat contract. I was honestly like, you don't realize, you don't fucking realize. I was getting flashbacks, like actual like. I bet you hate the term terrorizing- interim manager. <laughs> Well, I'm just sitting here going. I'm really sitting here going. Because, yes, all this, you know, Ralph Ragnick now is officially confirmed he's the interim manager. I was getting worried with the Michael Carrick situation because the Ragnick information came out of nowhere, really. I mean, honestly, I went to bed one night, no information. Woke up the next morning, basically, apparently, the deal is almost done. Going to bed that night, I'm sitting here like, is Michael Carrick just going to be the guy? <laughs> and then the thing I'm worried about is, is he going to go on a run? Is he going to make a run in Champions League? Is he going to get you like a little bit farther? Is he going to get you to qualify for Champions League? And then it's only a matter of time before they, you know. Tenure contract. What is it? What, what is it? Rio Ferdinand. Give him a paper. Give him a check. Write whatever he wants on it. Sign him. Come on. Get it in. Like, I was honest to God worried that, like, we're just going to do... We're just going to keep doing this over and over and over again. And honestly, like, breath of fresh air. But let's 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 get into some of uh, last week's games. And then we will get into this week's games. Because JD and I politely forgot that there were midweek games until about a few hours ago. So uh, we greatly appreciate uh, everyone's patience for the late Instagram post today with our fan picks. Um... I do promise uh, we will do fan questions on our next episode. We'll, we'll, again, it'll be another quick one because we're going to have game reviews and game previews. But I promise for Thursday's episode we will have fan questions. So thank you very much. But we start off. Arsenal 2, Newcastle, nothing. Goals from Saka and Martinelli. The young guns, as most of our Arsenal friends will tell us. Uh... This was a good game for Arsenal and JD. We keep saying it more and more every single day. My fucking goodness. Yo, Newcastle might get relegated, fam. They actually might get relegated. This is horrible. It's funny, but it's horrible. Yeah. Um yeah. It's 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 going to be funny for a while and then it's just going to be sad. Like I I I I I just have no words. Newcastle are going to go down. And good on Arsenal. This was a, this was a convincing win. They needed that after the shit pumping Liverpool gave them. I I I have not, I don't have much else to say. Bakayo Saka looks like a guy. Gabby Martinelli looks like a guy. I they need to play him more. I mean, he he scored yeah, with his like 100%. second fucking touch and was amazing. He was incredible. He needs to play more. Aubameyang isn't it? I mean, I this season or next, he's yeah. not. It. I get get Martinelli more game time if you want to do well in this league because if you keep playing Aubameyang right now, it's it's not going to be good. And, and we have to talk about the man of the hour, Aaron Ramsdale. Might 
be a top three goaltender in the Premier League as you and I are talking this exact second. I mean, this guy... Uh, how? How has this guy been on a team that was relegated, like, on two different teams that were relegated? H how? How does this fucking happen? This guy has been literally playing, I mean, prime, prime Petr Cech right now. We're looking at a guy who you could throw anything and everything you want at the net, and I honest to God think he could save it. I really think. This guy has been, so far this season, Arsenal's best player. He's the Andre Blake of the Premier League. <laughs> I think we're going to start doing a drinking game, boys and girls, where every time JD brings up Andre Blake, you, ha Blake, you have to take a shot. And um, I'm pretty sure we would all die. I actually think we would all die. I mean, I don't drink um, liquor, but... Oh, my goodness. But yeah, um, a complete team performance. An absolutely complete team performance from Arsenal. I mean, top to bottom, everyone is doing their role. Um, yeah, and, and JD said it, when the worst player on Arsenal's team is Obama Yang, um, that might be their only cause for concern, because if Obama Yang was even putting in average performances, um, I mean, that miss right in front of the net, that's, that's unforgettable. I, oh my god, I saw that, and I was just, I, oof. oh, you hate to see it, but yeah, um, yeah, Arsenal, keep doing what you're doing. This is what I'm saying. And honestly, going into a very big game week this week against Manchester United, that's lining up to be a very, very, very good game. But uh, yeah, Newcastle, it's getting funny. But yeah, at some point, it's going to get sad. But we're going to move on to the next game. Crystal Palace 1, Aston Villa 2. JD, as you said, the good times keep rolling. That new manager bounce seems to be in the air. And Aston Villa are flying. I mean, honestly, honestly, goals from target and begin. This team is is looking good, and honestly, you love to see when a new manager bounce really just kicks off. It's the new manager bounce, man. The honeymoon effect. Can't say it enough. I Gerard, he's not done much, but what he's done is just given the confidence back to this team, this great young team. And honestly, this was a big test. Crystal Palace are a very good team this season and a good matchup for, for Aston Villa. I, I think these two teams are, are pretty much on par with each other so far in, in the season. I think Crystal Palace, they've struggled with set pieces this year. Um, they, said, they said it during the broadcast. This was like their 10th goal conceded from a set piece, which is pretty bad. I mean, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty terrible for what it'll be 12 games in, I think. Or thirteen, yeah. I, whatever. We're we're about we're about one third of the way in, right? Yeah, because thirty eight. Yeah, we're almost exactly one uh, one third of the way in. Ten goals from set pieces. That's that's pretty bad, and to get to concede from the left the left back Matt Target there, John again. Take your hat off, son. What a fucking goal! What a fucking yeah, goal! I mean, just I, I love it. I I love and and I had him on my fantasy like, team, yeah. so you know. God bless your... I think I actually have to log in. I think I got logged out, and I was just like, okay, I'll log back in at the end of the season. I'm horrible with fantasy, because I, I always in, pay the... I might be back in first place. I'm just going to check real quick. Uh, you, you lucky bastard. Uh, but yeah, uh, going into this, um, Crystal Palace fought, too. I mean, Aston Villa didn't have an easy game in this contest. Crystal Palace went at them. And, I mean, honestly, unfortunately, giving up the 95th minute goal to lose the clean sheet kind of sucks. But, dude, if you're a Villa fan... Dude, you are flying right now. Take this high, go into the weekend because um, you're going to have a rough time against Manchester City. I am, in fact, in first place in our fantasy, what position? In fantasy league. What, pos what position am I in? I'm on I honestly got it now. You are in ninth place out of 12. Not not last, and that's all that matters, baby. Jesus, not, no. Jesus Where's Gucci FC <laughs> is in ninth it's place. G yeah, dude. It's Jesus wears Gucci FC. Oh, I, th I, and, just, I, th yeah. I thought it was a joke, Jesus. I, oh my God, Matt, I was I was playing you this week. <laughs> do you know? What oh, I, God, do you know how bad I beat you? I I see now that I don't want to. You beat me, and that's all that matters. Forty-eight so to fourteen. <laughs> Man, I had a really good week this week. Forty-eight 14 to points. fourteen. Oh, you started Ismail Azar, who didn't play Cavani, who didn't play De Bruyne, who didn't play. Uh, Havertz yeah, who didn't play uh, Chris, uh, Andre, Chris, Andres Christensen who didn't play um, 
Yeah, I, Jesus. and you have McGuire on your Jesus. bench. Just drop him, man. Yeah. Again, this is what happens. I was just explaining. I am. If you want me in your fantasy league, I'm great because I'm active the first two weeks. I'll pay. I'll do the fifteen dollar, twenty dollar pay in. I'll do all that, and then after two weeks, I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore, and I just like log out, and I'm just like, eh, it's fine. You know what's great? But, when 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 signing a bunch of Liverpool players actually pays off. When I have like yeah, Trent, that, when I'm Trent, Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane, and they all they all do something in a game, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's it's a hit or miss because God forbid you have a bad week, you know you're taking the loss. But speaking of Liverpool, let's move on. Liverpool four, Southampton nothing. JD, how dare you beat up on your future academy players? That's just mean. I mean, sometimes they just need to get that beat down. Like you, you talk to Virgil Van Dyke and Sadio Mane, they they were on the the bad ends of some results against Liverpool. I mean, Mane actually does still hold the Premier League record for wait. For the for the league when he was at Southampton for the quickest hat trick and it was against Liverpool, but we don't have to talk about that. In this game, I wasn't surprised that Liverpool did what they did. I was surprised they started out so quickly, though. I mean, Diogo Jota in the second minute, then in the thirty second, and then Thiago Alcantara in the thirty seventh minute. Yes, it's deflected, but doesn't make it any less of a pretty goal. Virgil Van Dyke actually scoring with his feet—that's comical. Um, I mean, yeah, it was off step play still, but Trent with did another he go assist. On, on. I've, I, I forgot. Did he celebrate? Uh, kind of, kind of, not not a uh, full well, celebrate, not a full like he didn't run uh, around and jump uh, like he just like okay, you know okay. fist pumped or whatever. But um, I, I, v, v, VVD gets my respect. I don't I don't like guys who celebrate heavy against their former club. Yeah, that's it wasn't just, it wasn't like me. a full celebration. But um, yeah, it, this was just a clinical win, and it, it's it's refreshing to see Liverpool consistently beating teams like three, four, five nil. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty refreshing. I mean, they I, they certainly have scored the most goals in the league, and I, I don't even know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Uh, oh yeah, oh my god, they've scored 39 goals. Second highest is yeah. Chelsea with 31. Yeah, and Liverpool are yeah. still in I, third. I, That's the funny part. Oh. It's I, I actually think like goal scoring is amazing and all, but I think it's honestly it's that defensive like again it's just that I mean, defense that gives you. They've only let in eleven goals. I guess Chelsea has yeah. only let in five. That's wild. City yeah, let in that's... seven. I guess that tells a lot, no, but that's... still eleven's not bad. I mean, where's United? Uh, Twenty-two, yeah. uh, double the amount of Liverpool. <laughs> welcome to my life. Manchester United having negative goal difference. Holy shit! Twenty-one for twenty-two against. Wow, that is welcome to, that is surprising. Welcome to, welcome to my life. That is very all surprising. Of my te- so do Arsenal. All of actually. my t- all of my teams drive me directly to the liquor cabinet. Arsenal have scored um, fifteen my, goals. <laughs> my only comment about this entire game is how the hell does Raf Hasenhurdle still have a job? How uh, this yeah. guy gets lit? A- this guy literally gets battered by everyone. And what? Because he's got a fiery personality, you're going to keep him? No. No. I think Southampton, like, you look at, like, the Steven Gerrard kind of factor and stuff like that. Southampton should have gone in for a Steven Gerrard. Like, Patrick Vieira, Southampton should have gone in for a Patrick Vieira. This is a team that needs a youthful bounce. They need just, they need, they need someone to provide some new energy. Raf Hasenhurdle has two nine nothing results on his belt where he was on the losing side. And it was almost like, it was almost the third. Honestly, it could have been. Yeah. With the amount of but chances. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Southampton, yeah, they get the good result here or there. But like, if there's one team in the Premier League that's like, hey, I need you to give up eight goals today, literally, I don't even think Norwich is in that category. Well, Norwich did give up seven goals one weekend, but whatever. I'm talking along the lines of, like, Southampton are the team that's just known for giving up, like, literally, like, Costco-sized wholesale goals. And, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about this game. Uh, the lovely thing about this week is we had some 0-0 draws. We're not going to talk about the next two games, boys and girls. Norwich drew Wolves 0-0. Brighton drew Leeds 0-0. JD, I don't have a word to say about either one of these teams. Uh, besides, hey, Norwich, good job. You got a point. Uh, hey, Leeds, um, you guys are officially in the relegation battle. Congratulations. You're going back down. Well, they're not, technically. They're in 17th. 
uh, three points oh, clear oh, Burnley. Oh no! Oh, oh, they're just they're just they're just kissing. They're just <laughs> kissing those lines. That's all. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. You said they are technically they're not yet, but um, I, quote I will me, say quote me. Weed, Weeds versus Today's Brighton. The- Weeds versus Brighton was a little bit entertaining. I, I watched the first half. There there were a bunch of chances. Um, I'm sad it ended in no nil. I didn't watch the second half. Uh, I forget I forget what I was doing. Uh, I don't even remember, but. I didn't watch the second half, but the first half was entertaining. I'll say that much. Uh, Wolves Norwich, I, I I don't understand how Wolves didn't win this game. Don't understand it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, I really have zero opinions about either one of these games. Um. That's what the Premier League gets for fucking putting Brighton versus Leeds as the noon game on Saturday. That's what you get. Yeah, you get me watching get only that. the first half. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to Sunday. So Sunday in the Premier League, you know, tis the holiday season, fam. And the UK decided to blanket basically two-thirds of the entire country in thick-ass snow. So basically every game besides the Chelsea versus uh, United game as the late kickoff on Sunday, every other game seemed to have a good chunk of weather as an effect. Burnley versus Tottenham actually got more of the effect than anyone else. That game was postponed. The date, if I'm not mistaken, has not been provided yet. Um, you know, Sean Dyche wanted to play. Oh yeah, he would have won too. He would have won too. Four, Are you kidding me? Four, 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 two in a foot of snow is Sean Dyche football at its highest level. I'm talking Chris. Chris game. Wood fourth minute goal, one nil yep, win, and then. Yep, one nothing win. Take it right to the freaking bank. Oh, but we we'll we'll move on. Brentford won. Everton nothing. Everton struggles continue as Tony getting the cool cool finish penalty on a not so controversial decision in my opinion. Uh, I'm gonna be really quick with this. This is a great result for Brentford because they've been on the slide the last couple weeks, and I was one of the teams who was questioning them to see I, I don't know if their form can continue i think this might be the downslope. this is a massive win against a good everton side uh jd is rafa benitez on the hot seat at all because everton have been god awful this season i mean this is still early on in, in rafa benitez's tenure here I, I i don't know i think he needs a full season um you look at what he's done in this league over the last two decades when he's been here. He, he can he can get something out of this Everton team. On the other hand, Brentford really needed this, and they got it. They got the job done. I, I, I love to see it. I love this team this season. And you just warmed up Liverpool to play Everton midweek. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about games where we might have an uncomfortable scoreline? Yeah, that midweek at Liverpool, you know, Everton. Honestly, I think Everton's maybe only prayer that it's not a blowout might be because it's at Everton and not at and like at uh, Anfield. What fifty feet so, away from Anfield? Yeah, hey, dude, travel is travel is travel. Okay, like, <laughs> is that even considered an away day? Like, I mean, you it call is, but... that? Can you call it an away day? Like, hey, hon, I'm going to be home 30 minutes later than usual. Away day soccer, baby. (laughs) The only difference that you could say with away day soccer is you can get away with drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's what I've thought. Like, whenever, like, I travel with the, like, travel when the Red Bull play away games and stuff like that, and I go all across the United States of America, the one beautiful thing is, is I'm having my breakfast in the morning, I'm having it with two pints of Guinness, or I'm having it with a light, crisp beer, I'm doing something like, wow, I'm drinking at 9am, but it's okay, because it's an away day, when they play at home, I think to myself, like, eh, I'm really not gonna start drinking until, like, 1, because I gotta kind of, like, pace myself, I gotta go home, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think well, I think what the, you're telling me is you need alcohol to get through a Red Bull game. I do it for the experience. Like, you ever have a bad job, but it would look really good on a resume? That's how it feels to be a Red Bull fan. It's like, I kind of just, I need it for the experience. So wait, you, I need it. you're being a Red Bull fan so that it looks good for the next team you, be, you become a supporter for? No, no, no. That's what I heard. All. It just 
it just looks really good when people are just like, oh, why are you a Red Bull fan? Oh, well, I just I just started. And it's I don't like, know. This is questioning. This is this is uh, questioning my uh, my a bit, burn it down. My confidence burn in you down. being a capo. Burning it all down. Burn it all down. Just burn. Burn it all down. Um, yeah, we'll move on now to the next game. If my phone will fucking update. Leicester 2, Watford, or I'm sorry, Leicester 4, Watford 2. Uh, a game that was one of the ones that was an absolute winter wonderland as James Madison, Jamie Vardy, and Lookman all getting on the goal sheet. JD, is this just Watford not being good and also a game being very sloppy in the snow? Or is this a game where you could actually be like, hey, Leicester... You might have something brewing here. You might have something that we all have to be worried about. I mean, this is what happens when James Madison and Jamie Vardy are are in in sync with each other. I they they were fantastic in this game. And yes, honestly, the the weather played a huge role in this. I I don't think it's four two if it, if it was normal conditions, but I don't think Leicester loses this game regardless. I James Madison looked fantastic. Jamie Vardy looked fantastic. Josh King scores a penalty, and uh, Emmanuel Dennis, he his goal. I mean, it was beautiful, but that can really only be put down to the weather. I think I forget who gave the ball away. I, I want to say it was Tielemans. Honestly, I couldn't really tell because it was fucking snowing very hard. But that that goal only happens because of the snow. Granted, great great finish. Chipped over Casper Schmeichel, completely beat him. Yeah, but. This is a, this is a good win for Leicester. Uh, they they needed this result. Uh, they they were they were kind of slipping, and and Watford were kind of kind of on the up. You know, a little inconsistent, but they were getting results here and there. I think they they have enough to stay up for sure. Leicester, I, I think, can push for Europe. Whether that uh, probably not Champions League, but Europa League, I I think they can they can make a, a really really good push for that. So good win for Leicester, Watford. I don't know. I think you just call it Leicester on a really bad day for them when when James Madison was just yeah. I he he was he was scintillating. Yeah. Look, I know big words. Yeah, now nah, and, and and you said it. I think you said it absolutely perfect. Where it's when you get James Madison and Jamie Vardy clicking the way they click, even a snowstorm can't stop these guys. Yeah. Like they're going to be very good with each other. So when they're both healthy and they're both in form. It is something that the rest of the Premier League kind of have to keep an eye on. So we are going to move on to another winter wonderland of games. Manchester City 2, West Ham 1. Another reason for Manchester City fans to not come to an empty head game. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you really want me to say about this. This was another game that was extremely sloppy. Um, outside of a super late, 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 late 94th minute goal from Lanzini. Uh, goals from Gundogan and Fernandinho um earlier in the match or well fernandino in the 90th minute and then lanzini in the 94th minute my apologies i have a bunch of games mixed up in my fucking head this is what happens when i have premier league soccer all morning and then mls soccer all night i get a lot of shit confused and it's just i maybe it's too much soccer maybe i need a break just kidding i don't want to fucking break from this uh jd it was another sloppy game in the snow West Ham didn't look great, but they didn't look horrible either. But I, I, I don't know. It did I, when see the issue is is it's hard to rate teams when it's coming down as much as it is because sloppy passes, sloppy challenges, people out of position, and fuck, it's cold. I don't like fucking even walking outside to fucking take the garbage out when it's cold outside. I can't imagine playing full ninety minutes in it. Yeah, I, I think this game does come down to the weather. It played a huge factor. I mean, Ilkay Gundogan's first goal, I just that's completely just not being able to see anybody else on the field at the time, and he just stuck a leg out and went in. What are you going to do about that? I don't blame West Ham for that one. Fernandinho, honestly, I don't blame any player on West Ham for letting him take that shot. It's Fernandinho. He does. He never scores. I I would I would let him take that shot all day long. It's unfortunate. Is he, it yeah. <laughs> is he in the cat? Is he in the category like uh, Fabinho, where it's like he's given one good opportunity an entire season, and when he hits it, he hits it good. Kind of. I mean, Fabinho, he he gets more than one. He'll get two or three. Fernandinho Everybody. might get one. <laughs> 
I, I just look yeah. at everyone else's center defensive midfielders and they're like, oh, hey, they can shoot. And then I just look at Fred and I go, oh, why are you here? Um, but yeah, I, I like I like I said, I agree with you. I think this game 100% comes down to just the weather. Um, I never played in the snow. Um, even when I had like rec league in the snow, I just didn't show up that day. But JD, you played more on a competitive level than I did. Have you ever played in the snow? 100%. And how much does it? Yeah, and how much does it suck? Oh, it sucks. Because I can't imagine. I can't imagine it's a fun time. It's, I really can't. It's imagine. not fun at all. It. I. I played in snow. I played in in rain that was so heavy that I. I mean, the entire field was mud, and it's it's not fun. I. Yeah. And I. I think I. It's probably more fun, honestly, playing in snow than mud. I would say just because. Oh, yeah. The ball, the ball, at least kind of moves in snow, like because it's it's slipping around in mud. It just sticks. It it doesn't move at all. It it's it's bad. But in the snow, it's not fun to play in the snow. I I guess it's fun to watch to a point because you know there's gonna be goals in it because mistakes will be made. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. You're only gonna get a couple a year. So I yeah. It's just weird that three um, that three of the games happen to be in the same week. Yeah. Uh, I guess actually, like, now that I say that out loud, it's not weird. England's not that big. That doesn't yeah, surprise me. I, now, I, that, now that I think about it, I had a buddy of mine this weekend come back up for the holidays, and uh, he lives in Texas. And it, it's funny when you hear like, "Oh yeah, it took me like you know four hours or five hours to fly from Austin, Texas, up to you know the central New Jersey area." And I just think to myself, like, I hear team travel in England, and it's like, oh, yeah, it took us two and a half hours to fly from literally the most north part they don't, of England. They don't fly. They take a bus. Are you kidding me? But that's, I, I just I just think it's absolutely hysterical that, like, it's quicker to travel from one side of the UK to the other than it is to travel from the middle of the United States to New Jersey. Again. I just, I find it, like, I always have to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, England, this really, really small thing. There's eight clubs in the Premier League that play in one city. Like, that's just, I, I again, I always have to remind myself, like, oh, hey, yeah, that's a thing. But um, we're going to move on to the only Sunday game that seemed to not be affected by the snow. Uh, Chelsea won, Manchester United won. A Jorginho mistake, which led to a Jaden Sancho goal in the Premier League for the first time in his professional career, and a goal off of a questionable penalty given up by Aaron Wan-Bissaka, leading to a Jorginho penalty success. A hopscotch JD. twat. A Say hop it right. Bru oh, oh, Bruno was pissed. Bruno was red in the face. He goes, that's mine. That's my thing. How dare you take my thing? He looked right over at the bench. He's like, Michael Carrick, he took my stuff. Um, what is most likely Michael Carrick's final game as a manager? I don't know yet if Michael Carrick will be on the touchline or not for the upcoming week. Um, but, JD, I'll ask you. This game, kind of full of mistakes, a little sloppy from both teams. Do you believe this is a fair scoreline after watching this game? Uh, I think Chelsea could have won it. They probably should have, but I, I'll, t I'll take a 1-1 here. As, as a rival fan, that this kind of helped Liverpool. But oh, at the, yeah. but at the oh, same yeah. time, I, I, I think Chelsea could have won it if they were a little more clinical. But with the mistakes they were making, and it's, I mean, same with United as well. I 1-1 one, one draw, I think it's pretty fair. It's, it's This is great for United, I, I have to say. As far as recent yeah. results have gone, this is great for them. I mean, honestly, off of the back of a big win midweek in Champions League, and then to go away to Chelsea and not only get a goal, cause mistakes. I mean, there were times United did put some heat on that back line where I haven't seen Chelsea look that, you know, frustrated in a very, very long time. I think this is a good result. I'm happy with this result. I'm happy with where the team is. That's a draw with an interim manager with the system not all in place. It was a very bold strategy as well. Cristiano Ronaldo, not in the starting 11, but did come on, you know, later in the game. JD, I have to ask you, because this is a question I've been asking myself now for quite some time. United looked great up until Cristiano Ronaldo got subbed in for Jadon Sancho. 
the the press they they kind of you know backed off the press and it kind of looked looked a little tight once Ronaldo came on. I I have to ask, and I, I again I feel like every club he goes to, people are just gonna say it, but I feel like hey, it's fuck it, it's our time. Is Cristiano Ronaldo holding Manchester United back? I mean, I said that when they signed him. So I don't think my opinions really changed. They just brought in a manager that will literally try and get every player to press. And I don't think Ronaldo's going to do that. Um, I, I I don't know if Ronaldo's going to start every game going forward. I, I think you're right. Manchester United did look better without Ronaldo in this team. I mean, the one thing I will say is Jane Sancho got really fucking lucky he scored that goal. Oh yeah. Because on that breakaway hey. he really should have laid that off to Rashford. <laughs> oh no, he he should have, but you know what that tells me? This is the only thing that tells me. Cuz when I was watching it, I was screaming, "Pass the ball, pass, 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 pass." The only thing that was telling me when he decided to shoot, he decided to do the little shimmy and shoot. He's got confidence back. Okay? You know okay. What? I'm just yeah, I'm no, just saying no. he didn't have confidence. Oh, so Oh no. No, but that's what I'm saying. The majority of the season under Ollie Gunner you know, Jaden looked like he had a very heavy amount of lack of confidence. Carrick comes in. Jaden Sancho not only scores a goal midweek in Champions League, which, by the way, very good goal in Champions League. That goal was not an easy gimme, the one he scored. But then to turn around and being able to face down one of the best goalies in world football and Edward Mendy and not lay it off to a tap-in. Like, that is super fucking risky because... He has to realize if I don't pass the ball and don't put the ball in the net, some Man United fans will never let me relive this. But he decided to take it for himself. He decided to score. The only thing I could say is that just shows me the boy's confident. And honestly, hey, I I need my forwards confident. And if he's going to do stuff like that going forward, hey, that's what the $80 million signing, you know, Hopefully it pays off, but we're going to move on, guys. Uh, I'm going to quickly break down uh, the points. Uh, JD had four. I had four. The fans had five correct picks this week, leading us now to JD having 56, the fans having 53, and myself having 52. We are... It's tight. It's, it's pretty tight, but guys, we're uh, we're going to try our best now. We're going to, again, no fan questions today. I'm going to save that. We're going to save that for the Thursday episode. We're now going to break down the games for this upcoming week in soccer. Not weekend, week. Yes, now we have some midweek soccer. So now your Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays have something to, you know, excite you in the middle of the day. But we are going to start off first with, oh my god, why does this game even exist? Newcastle will be hosting Norwich City Football Club. Uh, I'll go first. Um, Draw. Draw. I, I have zero, I, I honest to God, I, I understand Newcastle haven't looked great, and I understand Norwich City have, you know, been in good form. Draw. This game means nothing to me. The fans are going to go with Norwich City, though. So, JD, what are you thinking? Um, Just to disagree with everyone, I'm going to go Newcastle. Um, I'm not going to watch Ooh. it. I'm glad this is a midweek game uh, and not the 12-30 Saturday game. Um. That just oh, makes the me... Premier League. Wa- oh, the Premier League wants to make this the twelve thirty Saturday game so hard. Yeah, I know, like, we, we... <laughs> I know they do. I know they look do. At the schedule. No, no, this is the perfect twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, no. Um, um great two thirty p.m. <laughs> Tuesday afternoon kickoff. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go Newcastle. I, Norwich, Norwich suck, and Newcastle suck just a little less. So maybe, maybe there's something there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, wait. Actually, uh, hold on. I actually might make you disagree with what you said. Give me one second. I realize I may have screwed up. Uh, yeah, no, the fans are going with Newcastle. All right. The fans uh, went with Newcastle. I'll still go with Newcastle, honestly. Okay. All right. There you go. Look at that. Um, yeah, it's hard. When you write down NC and NCFC, sometimes you forget which one is which. Um, Leeds United will be hosting Crystal Palace. JD, the fans are going to be going with Crystal Palace. What say you, my friend? Um, my heart's with Leeds here. I don't know why. 
I like this Crystal Palace team. I think they're. I think they've been fantastic this this season. I I, I think Leeds are home. Ellen Road is going to be rocking because because to them this is a winnable game. I I I'm going to go Leeds here. I think Rafinha puts on a really good performance. Hey man, uh, I, I'm gonna be going with Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace are the team in much better form. Leeds, it's just not clicking for Leeds right now, and I, uh, I think the home fans will make an impact, but I just think Crystal Palace is just doing good things right now. So I'm gonna, you know, continue to back those guys. Southampton will be hosting Leicester City Football Club. So Leicester coming off of a big result. Big win, and Southampton coming off of the big loss against Liverpool. JD, I'll have you start this one off first, but I think this one's going to be pretty easy. Leicester City, easy, cut and dry, move on. And myself and the fans are going to be agreeing with you 100%. Now, speaking of 100%, there was only one game this week where the fans all mutually agreed that there was only going to be one winner. Watford will be hosting Chelsea. Chelsea Football Club at 100% fan votes. That is, yeah, I am going to agree with every last one of you boys and girls because, yeah, it's Chelsea, and they're going to look to bounce back pretty hard after what is a disappointing draw at home. So, JD, the fans and myself are going with Chelsea Football Club. What say you? Easy Chelsea win, honestly. Watford, hit or miss. Very inconsistent this season. Chelsea going to rip them to shreds. This next game is pretty interesting. And I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry as, you know, maybe previously advertised. West Ham United will be hosting Brighton Hove Valiant. Um, You know, West Ham being home. But Brighton are a team that play you just as, you know, cutthroat as West Ham do. That being said... I am still going with West Ham. I'm going to be going with the home team. I believe the Hammers have the, you know, I just think at this point, I think I respect both coaches. I respect both game plans. But I just think West Ham have the better players. So, JD, the fans are also agreeing with me at West Ham. So, I mean, who are you going to be backing here? The Seagulls or the Hammers? I think this will be a fantastic game. Brighton will be in it until the end. But I agree with you and the fans. I think West Ham being home in the form that they've shown over this entire season so far, got to be West Ham here. Wolves will be hosting Brentford. So this actually, I think, is going to be a very, very interesting game. But uh, I'm going to start the, with for the fans first. They're, they're, they're be hosting going Burnley, Wolves. by the way. Oh, Burnley. My apologies. Never mind. This game's not going to be entertaining. My handwriting is <laughs> as bad. Yo, I think we should have a contest of what is worse, my pronunciation of difficult words. Hold on, pr- pr- or pr- your your what of difficult words? Pronunciation. Pronunciation. That only like Matt, agrees with my statement. Take a okay. fucking lap right now. Okay. All right. Well, I'll be back in a fucking minute. God fucking damn it. I'm gonna be running through the house my way. So what are you? What are you doing? I'm like JD told me to take a lap. I pr- I pronounce I, I pronounce things wrong. Oh, t- don't tell my wife, the teacher, that I can't pronounce things right. Um, <laughs> Wolves will be hosting Burnley. Gosh darn my handwriting. The fans are going with Wolves. JD, what say you? Um, I'm gonna go draw. Wolves Wolves are inconsistent as of late, and Burnley know how to nick a draw. Easy, easy as that. I thought I was going to be the cool kid and go with the draw too, but you ruined it. But yeah. Well, you um, asked me first. That was your fault. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But I'm going to go with the draw too because I just... Wolves will get a goal. But Burnley also will just magically just get a goal. And honestly, I think after that, it just... That's it. Aston Villa will be hosting Manchester City. The fans are going to be going with City. And I as well agree. Manchester City will be the team. This is the this will be the end of the Stevie G hot run. I still think Aston Villa will look good. I'm not taking anything away against Aston Villa. I just think on paper, Man City have the players they have. Aston Villa have the players they have. And I think that just 
at some point one there's going to be a game where it's just not going to be enough so jd you know for you do you think stevie g has what it takes to keep the good times going a wise man once said i'm not wrong until i'm wrong the party doesn't end until it ends steven gerrard doesn't lose until he loses aston villa are going to beat manchester city at home oh my honeymoon continues if it happens, I'm not even going to lie. I'm probably going to jump on the Stevie G doesn't lose until he loses. If he beats Man City, that's it. We're just going to run it. Um, that could be, oh man, that could be a t-shirt. Stevie G doesn't lose until could, he loses. Just, just the honestly, dumbest, just the dumbest it. thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, Everton will be hosting Liverpool Football Club. JD, by all means, say what you want to say. I mean, look, it's going to sound super biased, but Liverpool are going to destroy Everton. They've consistently beat their opponents all season long, other than a little blip against West Ham, where they where they actually were outmatched. I think they're going to have no problem with Everton. And Everton, in their form, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. I don't care that it's at Goodison Park. Liverpool are on a tear right now. In, in the in the league and in Europe, so I, I, I don't think anybody can really give a valid argument about why they won't destroy Everton. Uh, yeah, I, the fans agree and I agree. Yeah, Liverpool Football Club are going to do what they always do against Everton, and that is, they're going to own like sixty-five to seventy-five percent of the ball, and Trent is just going to whip shit in for fun. Uh, Manchester. So this is honestly probably the game of the weekend. We're now on to the Thursday games. Manchester United will be hosting Arsenal Football Club. Now, like I said, I still don't know if the new manager will be in his position yet. He'll probably be in the stadium, but I don't know if he'll be in the position itself yet. I don't know if this will be Michael Carrick's final game as caretaker. Um, I would think so since it's a midweek game. I, yeah. I would think no, Carrick will still be on the sideline. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I really do. I think maybe if this game was on the weekend, um, maybe Ragnick will be able to get in. But um, I don't know. I, I just there's just a different energy about this United side since the you know bringing in of Michael Carrick, and there seems to be a new manager. Just like overall positivity, like the players are already talking about how positive like the environment is now that they already know a new coach is coming in um i don't know this game screams a late goal by cristiano i don't know why i, I feel like this is like a 2-1 final and cristiano gets like a late goal so i'm gonna go with united i'm gonna let the good times roll here arsenal you know usually struggle against united so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that going so jd i'm gonna hand this now off to you what are we thinking uh, I'm going to say this game sucks, but yeah, United nick it at the end. And there's goals on both sides, but United get a weight equalizer from some, somewhere. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to call it Bruno, Bruno penalty. There we go. Wait, Bruno penalty. Wait, does Bruno still... Like, it's literally been... Like, the funny thing, like, you know, United used to be known for having penalties nonstop. United haven't had a penalty since... The Bruno miss against Aston Villa, mm, like that's true. it actually, it actually, ha- like I feel like at this point my like ARP status is approved since the last time. All right, I'm not. I'll say a late United penalty, whether it's Bruno or not. Yeah, I think Bruno goes to get the ball, and then Cristiano just stares him down and goes, "Yeah, you had a shot. Give me the fucking ball." <sighs> oh wait, is the Ma- fans though are- is McGuire back? Maguire's back. Is he, is he going to start? Gonna is he going to start? What do you think? Well, oh, here's the thing, though. So, I mean, he did does start. That, does that sway for... your opinion on this game? No, it, I don't think it sways my opinion because, I mean, Aubameyang and Lacazette have not been in any form whatsoever where they're, like, running by people. Um, and Victor Lindelof has looked very good these last few games. So, um... I don't know. No, it, it doesn't sway. Honestly, I think the goal that we give up is Maguire's fault somehow. So, <laughs> what? whatever. That's my $80 million defender. My life's a joke. Um, the fans are going to go with a draw, though. This The the, the picks were close enough where the fans are going to go That's with fair. a draw. And I don't, hate, I don't hate that result. I don't hate that result. 
Uh, but the final game of the weekend, Tottenham will be hosting Brentford. So this game is actually going to be very interesting. Tottenham, home, but Brentford seemed to, you know, got a huge, huge result on the road against, uh, result, uh, a result on the road against Everton. I will start this with the fans. The fans believe this is a draw. JD, I will hand this off to you. This game seems very interesting. This game is interesting because I think Brentford are the better team, but Tottenham didn't play this weekend. They are fresh. They are rested. Uh this this I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Tottenham just for, for that fact. They they are fresh. They are they are well rested, and Brentford have run a lot. Now, granted, this is the later midweek game. This is on Thursday. So I maybe maybe Brentford are fresh, but I I I think this plays into Tottenham's favor. I think they can beat this Brentford side. This Brentford will play well against a pretty shitty back line of Tottenham, but I I, I think they can do it. And that that's that takes a lot out of me to say that Tottenham can beat even this Brentford side. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, no. I and and I. Uh... I agree with you. And honestly, when I was writing down my notes for the like for the picks, I'm sitting here like, yeah, Tottenham didn't play. Like Tottenham is fresh. And I get it. We didn't bring that up with the Burnley game before, but that's cuz Burnley is the only team in the Premier League that I actually think can run on like 8 hours of rest because they play a 4-4-2 and they don't press. I, I honestly think Tottenham, especially with Antonio Conte giving them an entire week, um yeah. If they don't win, if Tottenham don't win, it's it's gonna start getting to the point of how are we gonna discuss, you know, you know, how are we gonna start looking at Tottenham? But JD, I, I that does bring us to the end of this week's episode, uh, guys. We will be back on Friday, uh, just in time to recap all of the midweek games and then give you all of our predictions for the weekend games. Yes, we're at that lovely point in the season where we are basically now working overtime and it fucking sucks. But hey, I like what I do and I'm not having any complaints about it. So um, guys, for JD and myself, guys, I, I want everyone to be safe, be well. Hopefully you are you survived your Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, shopping extravaganza. JD only saw four fights at the mall the other day, so that's fine. Um I want you guys all to be be safe, be well, and guys, we're gonna uh, we'll we'll see you guys later in the week. Peace out.